Hello. Hi, Carolina. I'm going to do a quick introduction, and then we're going to start the show. Um, can I ask you a question? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Beautiful. Okay. Welcome to the True North podcast, everyone. It's so nice to uh, be back in the studio after a little bit of a break. We had some snow and all sorts of stuff going on here in Sedona, but uh, actually it's supposed to snow tonight too, but that's another story. So I want to welcome to the show today, Carolina. Uh, she's a human design guide. She's a mother of two originally from Colombia, and has lived in Canada and New York City. She is currently living in London with her family. Three months after her first son was born, she moved to a new country without any friends or family. The transition was challenging because she felt isolated and disconnected, and that's when she found human design. And through it, she was able to get back in touch with her authentic self and immediately she became fascinated with the system and decided to dive deep into learning as much as she possibly could about it. She's been studying and experimenting with human design for over three years. Human design has allowed her to blossom and thrive in this stage of her life as a mom, a wife, and a business owner. And she's finding a deep connection and purpose in her life. She is passionate about guiding her clients in finding their true or well, their true, true purpose, but of course I added the true North purpose with her work because she knows the profound transformation and joy this work brings to their lives. So I just love that. And Carolina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I just love that you love human design. I love human design and I, uh, I find it to be an incredible tool as well. How did you find human design? So that's the interesting part of the story. I don't remember. I honestly, truthfully believe it found me uh, because I cannot recall how I first came across it. Uh, it's almost like one moment I didn't know what it was. And then the next thing I knew, it was obsessed and looking for every possible source of information out yeah. there. And, and I truly believe that human design finds you when you're ready for it. Yeah. Uh, it's been my experience through my clients and through the people I connect with that it's in the moment like where they need to make a really difficult decision or or where they were a little bit lost and disconnected that they found human design and kind of like help them align and find the right path for them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I talk a lot about, and of course, the name of the show is the True North Podcast. So for me, that's mm -hmm. a True North inner compass connecting moment. That's mm -hmm. when you're open to receiving guidance and it's your inner compass that takes you right to, it's like the beacon, you know, you just, you're led right to it. It just finds you. So I love that. I absolutely love that. And may I ask, actually, let's let's start by saying for people that maybe don't know what human design is, giving um, a quick overview of what human design is. Of course. Uh, it's actually very simple. Human design is a map of your unique energy, um, the way it moves within you and the way it is projected out of you. Um, the way it works is with your birth information, um, this body graph chart is generated and it allows me to see your gifts, 
your talents, your strengths, the lessons you are here to learn, um, as some challenges or difficulties you may have, so I can tell you how to overcome them. Um, personality traits, um, how you communicate with others, how others perceive you. Um, and the most important thing is how to make decisions so that you can trust yourself um, every step of the way. Yes, that's a great overview and I, I love that. I, it was similar for me. I had heard about human design probably 12 years ago, but about four years ago is when it was, I was the same as you. And I, I'm a five one. I know you have my chart. I'm a mm -hmm. five one. So the investigator side of me, when I want to know something, I will go in and deep dive. I, I love a good rabbit hole. And when I'm interested in something, I will investigate it. And so my investigator was ready to really um, go in deep with human design. And it has been such an amazing tool. Everything that you just described is that's just a perfect example of how it has um, played out in my life. And I think if there's anything I can say, it's like it takes the pressure off of becoming or just being you. You stop beating yourself up for things because you're just like, oh, this is my design. And I really appreciate that. And so maybe if you could tell people now that they have an overview, um, maybe what the difference, well, I don't know, maybe we should look into my chart and you can say something or if there's something else that you want to add, because I don't know if going in to telling people about the authorities and strategies, um, if they don't understand human design, um, what that would be. So I'll let you kind of navigate what you think would be best for the audience to kind of hear next about human design. Of course. So a couple of things. Um, in my experience, this work really helps people feel seen and accept themselves on a deeper level because even the things that we thought were flaws are actually kind of like our superpowers. In human design, everything we have has a high expression and a low expression. So the things that um, are our shadows actually have the potential to become our greatest gifts. Um, so from that point of view, I just think it's so empowering, so powerful, and such a different take on life. Um, when it comes to like giving people a bit of an overview, we could talk a little bit about the um, energy types. Sure. Uh, because it's kind of like a very general um, archetype that can still give people some insights sure. on like get a sense of how this works. Okay, so in human design, we have five different energy types. Um, the energy type is kind of like a very big umbrella that covers the main aspects of your energy and how you are supposed to interact with the universe um, and how you are, like it gives you clues as to how to know whether you're on the right path or if you are kind of like a bit of like out of alignment so that you can fix and correct um, the situation. So the first energy type that we have um, it's called generators. They are about 35% of the population, so very common 
but um, they're extremely powerful and extremely magical because um, generators combined with manifesting generators, will, which I will be talking about next, uh, the generators are here to really just enjoy life, literally. Um, and in doing so, they generate this magnetic field that feeds everyone around, everyone and everything around us, like I don't know, plants, animals, everything that, that life source energy comes from generators. Um, so we need generators to be in alignment and be really um, thriving in life so they can generate that energy for everyone else. Um, generators have an inbuilt um, a compass that allows them to navigate life um, just by following their gut responses. Um, so they have these... Um, reaction that it gives them like a yes or no answer to a question. Um, and that's the easiest way for them to, to make a decision. So when it comes to the small decisions, um, you can ask, don't, don't ever ask like a open question to a generator, like what do you want for dinner? Because <laughs> they will be frozen in place and look at you with big, big eyes, <laughs> like not have a clue. Uh, <laughs> But if you start giving them options, do you want Chinese or do you want Mexican or do you want pizza or do you want sushi? Then we start to get somewhere. Um, and I know every generator and manifesting generator who's listening to this can relate. Um, <laughs> so for you, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator and you need to make a decision, instead of like asking, okay, what do I do next? Start with uh, options or a way to get yes and no answers from your gut um, so that you can actually make some progress there. Um, the next energy type, uh, manifesting generators, is about 35% of the population as well. And at their core, they're a generator, but they also have um, an additional way to find efficiencies in the system. So they are the people who come up with the best shortcuts and the people who are extremely efficient with the time, with their time. And for that reason, they're actually able to like do multiple things at once. I'm not talking about like um, being on the phone and writing an email. I'm talking about like uh, being a lawyer and running a marathon on the weekends and then performing in a band on Friday night. Like they have multiple passions that uh, they can bring together and they make it seem so easy. Yeah. The reason for this is because they have an extra boost of energy and that additional way to be efficient and find, find shortcuts. So they don't do as much work. They are way more efficient than most. Um, their role in life in the collective is to show us that there is no one fixed path. Like you don't necessarily need to be an accountant and then stick to being an accountant for the rest of your life. You can go do something else and then come back and then try something else and then combine everything all at once. My, one of my dear friends here in London, he's a hairdresser and he's also a Reiki master and a yoga teacher and he combines everything in his practice. So that gives you an idea of how broad the interest 
of a manifesting generator can be and how you can bring them all together and make it uniquely you, which at the end of the day is the whole point of human design. Yeah. The next energy type is projectors. It's about 20% of the population. These people are extremely insightful. They can see people clearly. They can assess situations. They are able to zoom out and get a bird's eye view of everything and figure out the best way to get from, to get from point A to point B, for example. They're brilliant at coming up with systems that facilitate things for everyone. They are here to be guides. They are here to be consoled. They are here to, to advise people. They struggle with, um, at first, when they, when they are not aware of the situation of the energy dynamics, they may have a tendency to share their advice when the other person's not ready to listen. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, they can feel really bitter because they feel like they knew the right answer or like they knew the right path for their loved one and they didn't listen. And then they did something else and obviously it didn't work. So for that reason, they need to learn to what we call the, the strategy um, is called wait for the invitation so that they know in advance that the other person is ready and willing to listen. And in doing that, they will guarantee that whatever insights and advice they have to share will land and, and people will take action based on that. The next energy type is manifestors. It's about 9% of the population, so not as common. These people are here to be the innovators, the visionaries, the people that come up with a crazy idea and share it with the world and then pass it on to someone else to actually do all the doing. They're here to have the vision, have the idea, download it, communicate it, and pass it along. They are here to be bold, they're here to be different, they're here to stand out. A lot of manifestors, especially women, really struggle because growing up, they are like their own nature is to be loud and natural leaders. And so they grow up and their parents or at school, they're told to, you're too much, you need to sit down, you need to be quiet, you are not the boss, you are just a kid. So they can shrink down and start playing really small. Yeah. And they really need to step into that power that they have so that they can have the impact they're here to have because that's, the, that's their job, to have great impact in the world. They are here to break the mold and come up with the next thing that is going, going to completely revo- revolutionize humanity. So mm-hmm. it is very important that they tune into that energy for for manifestors, the key the 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 key thing they need to master is to inform, which is a strategy. And for a manifestor who's by nature so independent and loves their freedom, and they're they're very they work on a very individual level, telling them to inform others, it almost feels like 
an, an attack, <laughs> a personal attack. Yeah. But um, the reality is that because they have so much impact on those around them, it is important for them to inform so that people around them can either find ways to support them or at least get out of the way. So the sooner and the most effective that a manifestor is at communicating and informing the people around them, the easier the path um, is for them. And then the last energy type is reflectors. It's only about 1% of the population. These people are supremely special and they are extremely wise. They are very sensitive to those around them, to the environment they're in. They are here to completely take the other person in and they get to feel, to experience exactly what the other person is going through. They are called reflectors because they are essentially a mirror. So when you're with a reflector, whatever it is that you're seeing in them is a reflection of you. Through the process of essentially becoming everyone they ever come in contact with, they get to experience what it feels to be everyone. And so they gather all that, that, all that experience and turn it into wisdom. And so the role in the world is to share that objective wisdom with everyone else so that we know how we're doing um, and so that they can tell us what, what the path forward is. How are we doing? Is this, is this correct? This is not correct. This is safe. This is not safe. This is right. This is wrong. Um, so they're here to be essentially the elder in the center of the, uh, of the community that they can, um, people can come to, to us for advice and guidance and that they can guide us um, in the path forward. So that in very general terms is the basic characteristics of the different energy types. In human yes. design, energy type is just the first layer of, of your design. And it, it just gets added layer upon layer upon layer. Then we have authority and profile and your gates and your channels and your planets and your information cross, all these things. Um, but if you're new to human design, energy type is a great place to start. Yes, I would agree. And it is a very layered um, system, but an incredible tool. I will say that um, my dear friend who I, it's, and I still work on the project, but it's taken a new form because she, as a manifester and I'm a generator, mm -hmm. what came up for us as working on a project together was this expectation that because she had great ideas and then I kind of feel like um, she was just kind of come in and pop out, come in and pop out. Well, that's exactly what she was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And as the generator, I was the one that was supposed to be doing um, the work that I somehow felt like maybe it should be both of us. But I, it, that wasn't the way that it was supposed to be. And once I really came to understand, oh, 
I'm in frustration because I'm a generator. So when I'm out of alignment, mm -hmm. if I'm noticing I'm frustrated, that's something I need to look at. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was able to really let go of the expectation of what I thought she should be doing and, and just loved her as a manifester, it shifted everything. And I found that to be true when I know anyone's design it really helps me to immediately understand how the energy is going to flow between us and mm -hmm. while and why I really work well with projectors, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and manifesting generators, I suppose. But um, and I have only met, I think, one reflector. And as they're only one percent of the population, that doesn't surprise me, but um, mm -hmm. maybe two. Um, but it really, really helped with my personal relationships and then that of course spilled over in some cases with business. And I've also found that it really helps. Generally I've worked with mothers and maybe you can, you can tell me what your experience has been, but it really helps to understand and build the relationship with spouses and children. Have you found that to be true? Um, I am that's the first, way I connected with human design it was through running my chart and mm -hmm. then doing my husband and my son at the time and just seeing how accurate and specific it was I could see them on paper and mm -hmm. it just helped me so much in understanding my husband and his needs and the way he works and instead of me trying to change him or fix them there was this new level of acceptance and yeah. okay, I understand that's how you operate. So I, it's not on me to, to change that. Um, and then with my son, same thing. And in fact, Ra Uruhu, who's the, who's the creator of human design, he said, this system is for the next generation. If we can raise people to be correct to their design, to honor their gifts, to mm -hmm. embrace the, their unique selves and accept everyone else's uniqueness, mm -hmm. the potential for this world is incredible. Yeah. Um, then 34 years down the road, they're not going to be doing all this work of healing their inner child or like fixing. I'm, I'm sure there will be ways in which um, they will need some help later on. But the more you can honor the child you have, the easier the path for them um, will be. And, and human design is such an empowering, beautiful way to support children. Um, I do have a client who, like I've done readings for them. And it's also, once again, it's not only the person in a bubble or the child in a bubble, it's the dynamic between the two people. You were just talking about like your, with your business associates. I wonder, you said she was a manifestor and she would come in, have the idea and then walk away. I wonder if at that point you had listened to your sacral response and just follow through with the ideas or tasks that excited you and can and kind of like push back on the rest or have someone else do those things. Mm -hmm. um, if that would be a like better improve your, your dynamic working together, because just as much as the role is to to bring new things and new ideas your role is to respond to the things that you want to do 
So you don't necessarily need to take on all the stuff that you don't feel aligned with. Um, and going back to parenting, it's about what's correct for the child, but also what is correct for the parents and how can we support both and the dynamic, the emerging dynamic between the two of you, which is obviously unique. And I 100% believe that um, child, like children choose us um, when they come to this world and we have a ton to learn from them. And we're always exchanging energy. They, they, they are impacting us with their energy and we're impacting them with our energy. It's always a give and take. And, and for me, that's just such a beautiful journey. I, I love doing human design for, for parents and children. You know, what you just said there really, really hit home. And I have thought about that. And you're absolutely right. I was feeling overwhelmed and I was not doing a lot of things that, that weren't lighting me up and, and I wasn't having fun. And I, um, but then I felt guilty. I, so all these feelings were coming up. I felt guilty that I was feeling because I know that with manifestors, they have a repelling aura. And so I was feeling, I was feeling that, but I felt guilty that I was like upset and it just, I must, I just need to do more. And so I wasn't really listening to myself and yes, it would have made it a whole lot easier had I really um, sat down and, and said, okay, you don't, you, you don't want to do that. So why are you doing it? Why are you putting the pressure on yourself? And it's, you know, kind of come full circle now because our friendship is better than it's ever been. The Okay, there we are. Sorry, we've we've got snow coming in, and I'm on satellite. Can you hear me now? Okay. No worries. Uh, so can you? Yeah, like, did I hear the bit about like how your relationship is better now? That's yeah, been, our uh, relationship like, has really just come to this amazing place, and the project is still there, but now there's this new understanding. But I also had to really go in and say what was making like you said I'm supposed to enjoy life, and I wasn't so. It's amazing how things have shifted and I'm coming into this place. I've realigned with really honing in on what my lane is, what my clients look like. Um, because I was, I had too many projects and I was, I just wasn't enjoying any of them. So I, well, I was in, not as much. I, I still mm -hmm. have passion, but I was just too spread too thin and I was in burnout. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I had the opportunity to really just get very vulnerable and honest with myself and, and say, okay, this is what, this is my lane. This is what lights me up. The rest of it, like you said, outsource it, find another way for it to happen. But I, those are things I don't want to do and being okay with that. And mm -hmm. so you were exactly right in saying, had I listened to myself? And I think that that's, really why human design is so beautiful is that when you start to really decondition these programs that are, are 
you know, they start in childhood as we decondition from those and we really get to know ourselves, which is what, what I believe human design is. It's a powerful tool to know thyself. And that is really the, one of the greatest gifts, if not the greatest gift we can give ourselves. So yes, the answer, the long answer to that is absolutely had I, had I listened because it was right there. It was right there. Um, so, so the thing is, uh, for you, being a generator, we are conditioned to do the work just because we can, you know? You have the capacity, just get it done. And not really focus on, does it make us feel good? Um, so obviously there is a lot of that there, that you felt like you had to do it. And also, I'm, I'm looking at your chart, so you have an undefined ego center. That has a theme of wanting to prove yourself, wanting mm. to prove that you're a good enough partner, friend, mm, I don't know, mother, daughter, whatever it may be, you are always continually trying to prove that you're good enough. Mm -hmm. Or you are feeling like, if I do this, then I'll be worthy of love, attention, financial security, whatever, whatever it is. Um, so it's a combination of those two things and that's where you were coming from. And mm -hmm. so this is a, the beautiful thing with human design is that it allows us to, to really understand what was going on so that moving forward, we don't repeat the same mistakes. Yes, yes. I have really, this last year has really um, brought me into sitting with human design in a whole new way and asking myself, am I coming from that undefined, like which center going into my undefined centers and asking the not self questions yes. and really sitting with those. And mm -hmm. it's been so amazing to, and I also have the open spleen. So I have a tendency to hold yeah. on to things that aren't good for me. So longer than yeah. I should. Uh, the open head, so I'm always trying to answer everybody else's questions. I got a thousand tabs <laughs> open. Uh, yeah. But again, you, as you mentioned before, those those open centers, that's where we're learning from. And and while it may seem like my frustration comes a lot of times from those centers, but when I can sit with the frustration and ask myself some questions, it does become my greatest gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, or on the fine centers, again, we go back to the low expression, the high expression, the not self and the gift. So the, the undefined centers, they are the places where we receive the other and we amplify the energy back. So mm -hmm. for example, in the case of the spleen, um, being the center of intuition and instincts and survival and well-being and fear, when we feel the fear of someone else, we feel it ourselves, and then we amplify it. We are, we send it back out in that, in that frequency. Mm -hmm. But once we start to understand that, that dynamic, it, it can become the greatest gift. So going back to the case of the spleen, when we can feel the, the, the fear of the other and like understand their sense of well-being, we can guide them um, and support them in the right way. So for example, a lot of therapists 
a lot of uh, people in like healthcare have an open spleen because they have this magical gift of having a very clear sense of the health and well-being of their patient or client. Mm -hmm. So you can see how the same thing can be both uh, a, like a flaw or a shadow or a huge gift and a source for so much wisdom and, and ways to support the other person. So true. It's so true. And I just, I, like I said, this last year has just been such a beautiful gift as I go deeper into human design and I've become better at what I do. And, yeah. you know, I've become really clear of what my lane is. And this last year has really helped me going through those feeling of, of being in the not self and the learning that I've gone through now, I, I'm just even that much more clear on what it is, uh, what my gifts are and, mm -hmm. and redefined my lane, so to speak, um, yeah. with the work that I do. And that's, I hope anybody that's listening that if you're starting to kind of get your ears perked up that you um, that you explore human design and, and at the end of the show, we'll give you some websites and different places that you can, you can go explore your own design and where you can reach Carolina for readings. And, and it'll also be in the show, show notes. Um, I wanted to maybe uh, touch on after we go through the, the strategies, the emotional authorities, you can also Explore. So those are the two things that Ra, who developed this system, suggests that you learn first. So maybe we could uh, touch on, because we did mention the spleen, and so maybe touch on the emotional authorities. And that'll give everybody kind of a real nice overview of what you can kind of uh, go explore on your free chart uh, with human design. So just, just so that I understand, do you want me to cover the different authorities or the different energy centers? Um, let's just do authorities. I think that the energy centers, uh, I'd love to have you back and maybe we can explore mm -hmm. those. I know sure. that you, you have to leave here in a minute for your children. And so that yeah. comes first. So we'll just touch on authorities and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Great. So emotional authority is actually the most common one. It's about 50% of the population. And this is one that drives me a little bit nuts when I see things on social media or Instagram, they just do it or go get it, that type of thing, because emotional authority needs time to process. So my advice for anyone with emotional authority is to sleep on it. Often for people with emotional authority, when they are making decisions, uh, when they are very excited or very melancholic, it doesn't turn out well. So emotional, when you have a defined solar plexus, the solar plexus is the center of our emotion. And people with defined solar plexus have a natural emotional wave. It works like the moon cycles and it, it is different for everyone. But there is a natural pattern of your emotions and that means that sometimes you wake up feeling really excited and really hopeful. 
and then some other days you may wake up a little melancholic and like you need some some time alone and that is totally normal and healthy for you and it is important that you learn to accept it as opposed to trying to fix it the thing with emotional authority is that it allows you to really gain perspective on the matter at hand so will I feel excited about it when I'm in the low of my wave? And so it allows you to process the decision that you're making from every possible point of view. And then when you get to a neutral place, a place of clarity, then you can, you can make that decision with, with certainty. So once again, spontaneous decisions, not a great idea. And you have emotional authority, so you probably have some some experience with this. Yeah. But the moments that you reacted about something yes. and make some swift decisions at the moment, you probably regret it. And then the times that you actually took the time to, to process it, it's not even think about it too much. It's just kind of like let it sit in the background. And then after a few days, maybe, you will have clarity about around it. Yes. Is that, does that resonate? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So that's emotional authority, again, about 50% of the population. So 50% of everyone listening needs to sleep on it. The next um, type of authority that we have is sacral authority. And this is the one that I was referring about before is the gut feeling. So people with sacral authority can say yes or no in the moment. They already know the moment you ask them, they have this gut reaction. If it's a no, in my case, I have sacral authority. It feels very icky. It feels almost like I'm nauseous. My skin may crawl. I kind of want to push away from it. And mm -hmm. when you say yes, I'm excited about it. I feel like this bubbling feeling. Like my energy is kind of buzzy. Um, there's just this thing. Um, that comes through me when when you say yes um, and that's all you need to know really <laughs> the next part mm -hmm. is actually trusting your gut and following through and not let your mind overtake and try to like um, question or doubt yourself yes. so that's that's the sacred authority the next type of authority we have is clean authority People with spleen authority are here to listen to their intuition. Now, the intuition and the gut are different. The intuition is a lot softer. It's like an inner knowing. It's not necessarily like a like a body reaction, like, ah, no, I don't want this, or, ooh, yes, this is really exciting. It's more like a very quiet voice that tells you in the moment, or like just a deep inner knowing of like, no, this is what is correct for me. I just know that and then honoring it. Um, I had a client yesterday whose um, like biggest gift is this intuition that she has. And she has been second guessing herself her whole life. Um, so, so it is very important for people with, with um, spleen authority to learn to trust their intuition, their intuition and follow through, even if they don't know what the next step is. Just just trust it in the moment and honor it, and then the magic will happen. The next um, type of authority that we have is ego authority. These are people who have a very clear sense of what they want, and they are meant to act from that place. 
So I mean, I know in our in our society that may come across as selfish, but for them doing what they want to do, it's the right answer. Mm-hmm. What what makes them feel um, like the, the like the like the the I have energy for this or not? That's kind of you just you just want to do it or not, or want what do you want to get at the end of it? That's kind of how they are supposed to 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 get to that point. The other type of authority that we have is self-projected authority. These people do really well with speaking, um, saying their thoughts out loud, and then maybe to a trusted friend, their partner, someone else, they don't even need to to hear what the other person has to say. The, the process is in just getting it out there in the process of like lis- listening themselves, mm-hmm. saying the words out loud, they will find clarity. It's mm-hmm. almost like they're like, they start talking and, and just going on. And at some point they're like, you know what? I know what I have to do. And then they walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other person's like, okay, great. I'm glad to, I was able to help. Um, but yeah, that's how they find clarity. That's the best way for them to 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 do the um, to go through their decision making process is to say things out loud. And even if you don't have someone you can talk to, I've I've had friends I've had friends and clients do voice notes, just just putting it like, ah. just just saying the words out loud is is what will help them. And then the last type, uh, the last um, authority that we have is um, the lunar authority, which is exclusive for reflectors. Mm-hmm. And this type of authority is um, it's called lunar because they are meant to wait a full lunar cycle before they can make a decision. Reflectors are beings that are completely open. They don't have any definition in their chart. They don't have any energy centers defined or channels. They have gates, but the, the gates are not connected. So they don't have any definition in their chart. And so the moon in its 28 day journey um, on the sky, it totally activates all the different gates in their chart. Mm-hmm. And so through that process of like seeing what it feels like every from every possible point of view for them, then they get to that decision. Obviously, this is only meant for really big decisions, not not like breakfast or lunch or anything. But <laughs> am I taking this job? Or am, I, am I moving places? Is this the right person for me? That type of thing. It, they they are meant to to process it for as long as they need to, ideally, twenty eight days. So mm-hmm. so it is very important to to honor these authority strategies because they will help you find the right path for you, which is at the end of the day what we're all here to do <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. We're all walking each other home. Yeah. 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 And just having that information, I know that this was a quick overview. And like I said, I'd Mm -hmm. love to have you back on to go deeper into this. Um, 
human design system. It is, you know, I think we can both agree that it's pretty fabulous. Um, so we'll cut it off there. Cause I know that um, of course the babies, you need to go to the babies. And so let me just ask then, how can people find you? Do you do readings? And then what, um, for people that are listening, if they wanted to go get a free chart, what site would you recommend for them? Okay, okay. so you can yes. always find me on Instagram. My account is at I am Carolina Wickstrom. So I'm sure we can put in the show notes. Yep. You can find me there. I run the account, so you can feel free to ask me any questions. I'm always sharing information about human design and, and everything there is to know about human design. I offer different types of, se of sessions because I mean, not everyone's in the same stage. Mm -hmm. So I offer introduction questions. I offer my divine purpose sessions, which are meant to like, help you understand your purpose and find that alignment with yourself. I offer business sessions, which are meant to like, help you tune into your unique gifts and talents and, and align everything in your business so that you can really maximize your energy and, and really stand out from the crowd because in my personal experience, the most successful people out there have businesses who, which are essentially an extension of their energy and they are very, very authentic. They are very aligned with who they are and that's how they stand out from the crowd and that's what makes a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and the last type of session I offer is, like I mentioned before, the parents and child readings. I believe it's important to understand not only the child in a bubble, but the dynamic between the child and the parents, and also like give the parents tools because like, parenthood is not easy. So to give the parents tools to support themselves in the process as well. Um, yeah. So I think that covers it. Yeah. If you want to find your chart, um, the website I recommend, and like you mentioned, is completely free, is mybodygraph.com. Um, and you can create as many charts as you want for you, for your family, for your friends, for everyone. So, and, and it has all the information you need. Even if you don't know how to read the chart it generates, all the information will be listed on the site. Yeah, I, I agree. Find very, very helpful. <laughs> I agree. I like, I like my, mybodygraphs.com, um, especially if you've never had a chart done. I think it gives you the most for free. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. For and sure. then, then if it, uh, you know, if it really resonates with you and you want to dive deeper, yeah, go check Carolina out. And all of her information uh, will be in the show links that I will post. And um, everybody listening on we're on Spotify. We're on several different places. Thank you for joining us. I do appreciate you uh, sharing your time with us. And Carolina, I like I said, I would love to have you back and really maybe go deeper into what lines and gates and and all those uh, the next layers of human design are. Um, I would uh, just encourage everybody that if it did perk your ears, don't hesitate. Because a lot of companies are now using human design instead of like the Myers-Briggs. They're incorporating this into their businesses. So mm -hmm. I have had it happen personally in my life with friends. 
business, every aspect of my life has been enhanced by learning my human design. So I encourage you, like I said, to go out and explore it and then get in touch with Carolina for one of her readings. Well, I think that that'll be it for the podcast today. I am going to enjoy uh, the snow that's starting to come down. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't know. We've had the longest winter um, that I can remember here. So instead of complaining about it because of the horses and taking care of them is a little bit crazy in the winter, I'm going to put a smile on my face and see the bright side of it. So I hope everybody has a beautiful day. Stay magical. And thanks again, Carolina. It's been wonderful talking to you. Have a wonderful, fabulous day. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. See you soon. Okay, bye.